Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Westwood Living Podcast Network. Tom Lydon with you. We sit around the conference table at Dedham Savings here in Westwood on High Street, and I'm joined by Kara Kennedy. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm fantastic. Laura Max, how are you? Good morning. Good. Thank you. Reluctantly joining us here to start, <laughs> but, but I know Laura well enough that I think she'll loosen up and actually contribute a lot to this conversation. We begin this conversation with a sincere thanks to the two of you who are really the driving force behind Dedham Savings joining us along with Carol Lewis, who I know that you spoke with initially. I don't want Carol to hear this and be like, hey, what about me? Of course, there were so many people inside the walls here at Dedham Savings who were so instrumental in Dedham Savings sponsoring, being the presenting sponsor of the Lessons from Leaders program. So that made a big difference. And I appreciate it. And I think the kids and the other professionals who were participants part uh, appreciated it too. So thank you both very You're much. Welcome. You're welcome. And I want to get your feedback on how the experience was because not just the two of you but so many more showed up at Westwood High School and interacted with the kids and I've loved hearing the stories about what the interaction was like so Carol I'll start with you what was your experience going through it um, to be honest I just really liked being able to get together with everybody all the different vendors the students just being able to network and talk to everybody and to kind of have a small platform to be able to say hey here's what we do here's our bread and butter this is what we're here for and it was it was a lot of fun. Now, Laura, I know you do a lot of work in the community, getting a lot of these tents set up and interacting with the community. You were there each of the three weeks, and what I saw was a progression of the display. What did you learn from week one to week three that you kind of changed your approach a little bit when trying to attract the kids to come to your table? I think we started this everybody when we asked for Kara asked for volunteers from different areas of the bank because what we wanted to show was that banking is just not tellers. I think they all thought that. You, any, any job, you could entry-level job at the bank would be a teller. Um, and we wanted to show those other places they could start. And then the people that volunteered from the bank are all asking us what, what to expect. And we had no idea because we've never done this before. So the first thing, we just sort of tried to put something out that would be eye-catching. So we had our tablecloth. We had some, some list of who was going to be there that day and just sort of some information. And then as we saw what attracted the students to other tables, Kara has suggested maybe we need some glitz and glitter. So she actually concocted the trivia game where she had a whole list of questions relating to various areas of the bank. And then she had on the table all the answers. And I think it just sort of it progressed from week to week. And I think the other vendors did the same thing because no one knew what to expect the first week. And as you could see, those that, those that were there all three weeks stepped their game up each week because we saw what we could improve on in the week prior. When you walk into your branch, you can see commitment to community, right? You also see, I think a couple of the other buzzwords were uh, tradition. Mm. What else is on the door there? I'm trying to remember. I walked in and I said, you got to remember that time. And I didn't, of course. There's but. community, um, service. Yeah. yeah yep. It speaks to your the essence of what you do. Yeah. You are a community mm -hmm. financial institution. So a little bit of a background about what makes you different. Kara, what sets Dedham Savings apart and what's the mission? Um, I really do think it's our commitment to stay relevant in the communities that we are established in. Instead of handing a check to an event and saying, here you go, have at it, have fun, we want to get our hands dirty and get into the nitty gritty with it. We want to experience it ourselves and we want to try to pull as many you know, work peers as we can to also experience that, but to also stay relevant and stay you know, active with the community 
have a chance to talk to our customers at different local events, have the conversation, even if it's, hey, how you doing? You know, oh, I'm going to swing by the branch later on. Great. You know, to keep that conversation going is very important, especially in today's world where banking is going more digital. We really need to stay relevant in the community and not just be a name, but also be a face. And to have familiar faces at these events all the time is very important for our business. You nailed it because, Laura, we were here the other day for the clothing collection. You knew everybody. I mean, I know that you've been at this branch for a long time, but it just dawned on me. I'm like, wow, there are truly regulars. And you're like, oh, that person comes here every Saturday at 930, and that, and that person's here every mm -hmm. Friday right after work. So what have you learned about why somebody chooses to bank in this building? That's got to be a huge part of it. I look at us as a neighbor in the community. So we do work with the different schools. We do work with the senior center. We're very active at the senior center. Obviously, I'm in the Rotary Club as well but i just always been brought up that's just my upbringing it was to give back and to look out for your neighbor and i just think we have a better working relationship with various organizations if we are out there as kara said instead of just throwing a check out actually showing up at the different events and, and i mean westwood day they're all like that's my bank i love that bank you mm -hmm. know I, I i think in order for us to know what's going on in the community and to be connected to the community you got to be in the community mm -hmm. and i don't think just sitting behind a desk does that i think we actually have to be out there in person so a lot of what we did was try to give kids a little bit of what our track record was what was our path how did we get to where we got so your history is fascinating to me because you're an educator mm -hmm. before you became a banker. Mm -hmm. So tell us your story a little bit about how you ended up here. So ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to be a teacher. That was my, I never, never went off from being a teacher. That's what I wanted to do. So I graduated high school, went to Bridgewater State, came and got my degree in elementary education. That's what I was going to do. Just when I graduated, there was no teaching jobs pretty much. So my opportunity then was substitute teaching. So I did that for five years which I got the six o'clock wake up call. Hey, can you go here? You know, can you, sometimes I got a, an advance, but a lot of the six o'clock wake up calls. And I was living day to day in paycheck. So towards my last year, my dad was a, uh, a stockbroker, worked for a stockbrokerage firm and had some connections with Denim Savings. And he just happened to ask the treasurer at the time, were there any openings? They said, come on in. So I went in, I started part-time Friday nights and Saturdays. So I had some steady income as well as the the subbing and then if they needed me if, to fill in a day here and I wasn't subbing I'd work a day here and then the following summer prop two and a half went through so prop two and a half eliminated a lot of teaching positions mm -hmm. so what happened some of the teachers were just going to wait it out they lost their jobs and they decided they'd sub for a year after five years of subbing I was kind of up on the top of the list getting called all the time but now when you have teachers who've had full-time positions now become subs I get moved down the list so now I'm back maybe only working two days a week, three days a week. Same time, the bank offered me a full-time position. There you go. So 43 years later. <laughs> That's just incredible. Here I am. Vice president. I love it as you walk in. And Laura really does a fantastic job in this community. Carrie, your turn. How did you end up in your position here at Dedham Savings? I actually, I started as a part-time teller. I was out of a job looking for one. And my cousin worked in human resources at the time, and she and me and my mother were sitting around my mom's kitchen table one night, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just looking for a job. And she's like, oh, come work for the bank. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah. She's like, we only have part-time available right now, but, you know, hopefully you'll get full-time soon. And I'm like, great. And, and that's really how I got my foot in the door here. So, But I had some good customer service experience from my prior job. I worked in the automotive industry. I had cash handling experience working as a cashier in the automotive industry as well. So I was able to use those tools that I had learned from a previous job and apply them to what I do here now. So 
I have two questions about how somebody may start because I let it slide and I shouldn't have at the time. But you said that you don't have to be a teller. That doesn't have to be your first job here. No. So if somebody's young, if someone's interested, uh, what are some of the other opportunities that somebody might be able to pursue? Uh, deposit support. You know, if they're looking to kind of get their foot in the door but don't want to be in the front line, they can work in our back office. There's IT. There's facilities. We have facilities. I mean, yeah. do we have a contact center? What she's saying, back office of the contact center. They handle customer service calls on the phone. Pretty much any area that you want to start, we are willing to train. If you're willing to learn, we're willing to train. And I would imagine that there's a certain culture that needs to be conveyed immediately. When somebody wants to join this institution, they have to understand the history and the legacy mm -hmm. of it. So they have to understand that. How do you weed out, I don't wanna say you're eliminating candidates, but there is a certain part of that when somebody comes in like, this is the right fit. So what is the right fit for somebody you're looking for? Honestly, I think someone who's personable, someone who has an outgoing personality, someone who's willing to have a conversation with a customer or a fellow employee, you know. Um, we're looking for people who are dedicated. They, they do want to get up and come into work every day, but they are also still trying to build on themselves as well. So that's, I think, one of the personalities we look for because you may start off as a bank teller, but then as you grow in that position, we might see other characteristics or other strengths that you have and say, hey, you do really good at this. Would you be interested in trying something else in this department? And if they're up for it, let's let's see how you do. And if you don't, you know, obviously we're not going to let go of you. We're going to keep you. But we we do want our employees to grow. We want to you know encourage them to try other things in the bank as opposed to what they just start out doing. So that's great, Laura. I'm going to give you this opportunity to answer the question because you've been here, as you said, 43 years. You've weathered a lot of storms. What has been the key to uh, survival? I'm not talking personally. I'm talking as an institution. And what do you foresee over the course of the next you know five, ten years for a bank like this? I think the thing is that again, it's being in the community, and I think it's being here. I think it's the that you see the same face every time you come in. Um, a lot of places you go to, it's you talk, talk to this person this time, next time you come in, that person's not there anymore. Chances are, the person, if the person's not here anymore, they've transitioned to either to another branch or they've gone to a different department. Because as Kara said, sometimes tellers, we find a different path, they find a different path. We've had tellers that have gone into the auditing department, they've gone to back office, they've gone to IT, they've gone to loans. Um, but the people stay with the, with the company. I mean, there's most of our managers have been here 25 years or more. And I think that that's that camaraderie and that respect. And I think the bank supports you in pretty much everything that you do. So I think that is what makes people stay. And yeah. Well, I can attest to this. In the last, I think, 18 months, but not two years, I've opened up three accounts here. So... <laughs> You're doing something right. There you go. <laughs> it, it is the happy faces and the customer service and the ease of service yeah. and some other things that if, as you look to bank at other uh, institutions, it's like, why are they charging me a fee for that? I shouldn't be charged yeah. a fee for that. And I think that you don't do that in many cases. My takeaway is that there's not a lot of nickeling and diming mm -hmm. as a lot of other yeah. banks mm -hmm. you experience. So if you're looking for a personal uh, endorsement, you just got one because <laughs> it you. has been great. And uh, there's everything you need from digital to working on your phone and your computer. You can get that done as well. And, of course, you get the great personal customer assistance and just friendliness when you walk in, which I think all of us need. So I'll wrap it up by, again, just saying thanks very much for your support. And hopefully it continues as we move forward. But even if not, just knowing you has made this year of 2023 better. And you I see all the time at the Rotary Club. So <laughs> I know that will continue. And I should pay you while I'm here because I owe you my dues. Um, that's Kara Kennedy and Laura Max from Dedham Savings. And, and again, thanks. I appreciate Thank you, you joining me. Thank see, it wasn't so. that bad, right?
Good stuff. Thanks for joining us on the Westwood Living Podcast Network. We'll talk to you later.